What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Famous Chili Podcast with Ari Nair, Rishi Mehta, Nish Patel, and Prem Jani. Welcome back, guys. Another great episode. Can't wait. I got this energy back, coming back from spring break. How are y'all doing? We're the opposite, bro. <laughs> no way. What, what's what's with all these depressed faces? What's going on with you guys? Take a guess. Terms. Midterms. Midterms. Dude, I, I honestly, okay, I honestly had a depressing day too. Like, I lost eight, seven in FIFA today. It was kind of bad. That was like the worst. That was the worst game. Please be quiet. Not, not everybody here has spring break in winter, man. Not everyone here has spring break <laughs> That's in winter. That's very true, bro. You know, but it honestly kind of sucks. I will like, say, actually, I, I wouldn't want that. I feel like that does yeah, suck because now you have like a huge gap of like. No, it's not even that. It's like it, then it doesn't align with my like everyone else. Like you guys are with like people that like with our friend group and stuff, and I'm like the one odd one out who's like before you know no but i I actually have i'm in the same way everyone has theirs like next week i'm the week after so i miss everybody by like two days he's gonna be off you're the week after yes like when you guys leave i'm arriving so yeah oh no 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 sometimes a week ahead of everyone and ari's a week behind everyone yeah daylight savings man daylight savings daylight savings savings. daylight savings i will say though i just that's happening also soon now too (laughs) we gotta lose an hour I'm, Ari's I'm, I'm bags are getting more daylight. <laughs> Ari's nocturnal ass enjoys it. <laughs> <nocturnal. laughs> hey, no, Ari. To be fair to Ari, he's been better since college started, right? Or no? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it? It was better first semester. You said right. It was pretty good when he was. Yeah. No, nah, it's it's still. It'll always be better than that. I don't think I could ever like go back to that. Like fair. Yeah. Fair. Still not good, you know, but better, better than before. I mean, what are your sleep schedules looking like? Uh, It depends. Like on a good day, I would sleep at 11. And then if it's a normal, no, I'll wake up at like 637. So I sleep like college on a good day. I'll I'll sleep seven hours if I don't have anything going on. Lucky on a good day for me. That's like pretty out of my room. If I can get people out of my room on time, I'd sleep oh, yeah. at two minimum. Two minimum. Wow. Damn. For me, it's similar, closer to Ari's. I'd say yeah. 12 to 2. Generally, I try to get yeah. in bed around 12, but sometimes it ends up being later depending on the day. Sometimes I only get back home at 2 a.m. Yeah. I, I would tip at 11 if I have literally nothing going on that day, If the, which is almost never. Yeah, which like, is very rare now. Yeah. I mean, after first semester, it got very rare. But yeah, mine's usually 11 to 2, and I'll wake up at 7 all the way to like 10. Yeah, that's pretty much the same as mine, actually. Yeah. It depends on how much work I have. With yeah, the days looking like. you guys, do you guys need the your eight hours or no? Yes. No. Yes. 100%. I, I think for me, it's, <laughs> it's closer to like the seven mark. I think seven is like my. Yeah. my for minimum. me, it's seven to eight. Like I sleep at 12 typically, and then I wake up at either eight or like plus eight hours to whenever I sleep, essentially. So i need at least eight hours like today yeah. morning i was supposed to go back to college and i woke up at 6 50 a.m or like 6 something a.m showered got ready and then after my shower i still felt tired so i told my parents i'm just not going back and i slept for five hours because well i did not achieve my sleep so i'm still home now i guess yeah and i still about have a- midterms tomorrow and the day after so. wait how do you get to college usually you, you get drove you drive yeah so um it's one of two things it's either because because my dad works in exchange place so i either go with him and then i take the light rail to hoboken or i take the train directly to hoboken from new brunswick but i like going with my dad because i get to save 14 bucks because nj transit is ridiculously expensive that's fair ridiculously expensive wait rishi take us through your steven's problem that happened last week my Stevens problem. What happened yeah, last like week? With the water. With the water. Oh, that was oh my wild. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So apparently, this is what I've heard. I haven't done much research, but what I've heard was that some PSENG worker was working on the pipeline and made a mistake, made a boo boo, whatever you want to call it. And he broke the pipe and the pipe literally exploded, like exploded completely. Like, like there was this video of water just like coming out like a little fountain and just going down the streets. So, Essentially, what happened was that Hoboken, like they had to cut off the lines or something like that. So the entirety of Hoboken lost water for like four or five days. Wait, so all of Hoboken like, or just Stevens? All of Hoboken. All of Hoboken. So, so Hoboken is all relying on a singular pipeline? 
Yeah, um, yeah, about. And so basically, what happened for the first two days was that we were pulling like, okay, so campus is like split in half. There's like dorms at the top of campus and dorms at the bottom because our campus is kind of like a downhill. So the dorms at the top of campus were like connected to like a reservoir at Stevens. So we had water throughout until we were told to go home because that's when the water in the reservoir was running out. But people at like the end of campus, like the bottom of campus had no water. So oh, like, true. and all those dorms at the bottom of campus are communal, not private, like the rest of like the rest of Stevens. So everyone was taking shits and just not flushing. So my friend oh, said he goes to he goes to take a shit and there's just a mountain of shit in the toilet. <laughs> and it's just there. And so he texted me at like 12 30 a.m. He's like, he's like, I can't take a shit here, but like I'd rather <laughs> die than take a shit here. So he comes over to my dorm, takes a poop, whatever he has to do. I'm like, yo, I got you. And then bro, it's Tuesday, like the Mumbai slums, bro. God damn. <laughs> it's like slumdog millionaire all over again. Exactly. And then Tuesday, they 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 like advise us for like whoever's able to go home. They tell us to go home to save water because some people have COVID. They need the water, blah, blah, blah. So I was home since last Tuesday, basically. But and we've been yeah. working online on online school since then. So I guess it's been pretty cool. One one midterm went online. Actually, two midterms went online. But my two hardest midterms are still not online, so that's unfortunate. So wait, you have to go drive back up to school for that tomorrow morning. Damn, good luck with that. Six yeah, a.m. Six a.m. Six a.m. What? Yeah, I got class at nine thirty. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, wild. How many classes do you guys have as like in your respective? I mean, three of us were basically the same major, but. Like how on many classes average? do you guys have a week? Why do you Which always one? bring that up, bro? You always bring average, up. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it's different. Like low key, CS has less classes in person. I'd say at least at no. UIUC, we have less required. I I have less no, like required in person classes than a lot of other people. But maybe that's well, also average. because I don't go to some lectures. I some of my lectures I just aren't go worth going to. Yeah, I go to I'm ones good. that I sh I should. I, I'm starting to go back to stats again. Len Alge, I don't go to because it's just not worth it. Like, I'll just Khan Academy the videos or I'll YouTube the videos, MIT course on YouTube. Wait, Nish, are you doing quant? Yeah, like a, as an RSL. It's like an okay. organization, like a club. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but that's that's not like a class or anything. Um, yeah, for stats, I'll go to like, I'm starting to go back to lectures. Um, but he still records those. And then I just, I'm able to focus more if I'm in person rather than like waiting two weeks to watch yeah. all my lectures at once. But all of my other classes are pretty like one of my one of my CS classes is completely online. Um, my discrete math class is one time a week in person, and then every two weeks we have one online test. It's not an online test like once a want. week. We have a once a week because uh, they don't teach it. We have to teach. We have to learn it on our own. And oh, we have a one, one time in person. It's like a giant like two hundred person, three hundred person lecture hall. And we just sit there doing like practice problems and we can ask all the TAs just roam around. Basically, we ask them questions if we need. Wow. But I like that though. It's really I not that great. Lot. I'll be honest. Okay. It's good if like, I mean, that's just, that's just having like TA office hours anyway. That's just like, It's basically yeah. office hours. The whole class is basically self-taught. We have good resources though. We have a, we have a textbook, we have practice problems, we have lecture videos and stuff, but Wait, what uh, class is this? Discrete math. Discrete. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I really don't like the setup of that class, but it is what it is. We have one examlet they're called once every two weeks at the cbtf the computer-based testing facility and so that's basically just like a computer lab where we all take tests um okay. but yeah i also have my lineage midterms there i don't go to lineage uh, lectures as i just said but i do have a required online lab on friday mornings and a required discussion on tuesdays but yeah. so on average per day how many classes do you have required well okay total okay fine total and then do a okay. give me two numbers so total is between two to three uh most days i have two some days i have three and then required per day is probably around one maybe less than one. Oh my god because my I'm well the thing is one of my my gen ed also goes online half the time so we have zoom calls and i just have to join the zoom call but it's a very easy gen ed and like literally my gen ed is 30 percent is a project 30% is a midterm and 30% is another midterm. And those midterms are 72 hours online as long as like whatever you want to take them. Yeah. But wow. the classes aren't like any easier just being online. It's just that they're like on your Open own. Notes. I guess. Yeah. But that they're isn't just notes. some of them, not all, only that one. That's the only one that's technically open notes because none of the others are open notes. I still have to take my test in like 
the computer-based testing facility. And that's just like taking a school G test we would have taken last year, but you can't access Dude, anything. Open notes test just remind me of like junior year when everyone found creative ways to cheat in all of the classes we were in. Shout out Francis and physics. Physics but, one. <laughs> that class, the way I don't know what you guys did to that guy, man. Like <laughs> we dude, didn't do you anything. Broke him. You guys broke him for real. Uh, we were. Why are you saying you guys? We were in I the never, same class. I, I wasn't. Never, I didn't have Francis. I had Francis. Oh wait, Ari, I never would you did have your anything. Junior year. I took honors physics and then took uh, C. Oh right, 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 bro. I was not like. I'm like, so glad I did that, man. Even Dr. Rasus said like she doesn't think yeah. AP Physics One is a good introduction. She <laughs> yeah. says like go do honors physics first and then jump to C. That's way Dude, better. I really wish I taken physics C. one. I really wish I taken C. You, you no, took C well. That class Nish, was honestly a lot you. of fun. It was, Nish, a, hell, it was a lot of fun. I told you. I know, you dude. I would have enjoyed C so much. The only issue was that it was a double block. But like, yeah. I did great in two, and then C. I mean, we were. Dude, oh. no, but I'm I'm actually happy you didn't because then like. That you our ELA me? class, yeah, our ELA class was a lot more fun, you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I just wish I'd taken C because C is like, it's just such an such an interesting class, and it was like a small group of people. It felt like that was that was the most fun homey, part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the Taco Bell runs, man. That was so much fun. What? What? You had Taco, Taco Bell, Bell like not during oh, class. No, like, no, it's like, 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 like we would just all go to Taco Bell because it's like <laughs> eight people. I was gonna say, yeah, the we class was only eight people, and it was like, yeah. But I don't know. I like. Yeah. I would have done great in that class too. It wasn't an issue. Like I, I, I should just take and see from the get go. Yeah. I wish I took C as well. If I, if I knew that Stevens doesn't take AP Physics one or two credits, I would have just taken C. Because now, not only did I waste two years of high school and one and two, I'm now wasting two semesters in college with one and two. I just, but dude, I, re I regret talking about the Super Bowl and physics too. But besides yeah. that, yeah. besides that, I, I like the class. You know. Dude, fun time. for me, it's not even credits. It's just, I genuinely think I would have enjoyed that class more. I would have learned more from that class. Like I, either way I'm getting, I'm not really getting credit for it. Like I don't need to take one or two. I'll just get like, like total credit hours credit, but, uh, and I don't need to take physics for my CS program. So it is what it is, but I Dude, just how much, would have enjoyed seeing. How much Sim City did we play in that class? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Sim no, City. no, no! Forget about bro. Forget about that class. Me and Nishk every day in gym, bro. We yeah, compete we were... in that class. Like <laughs> no, and then at a certain point, we both like added each other as friends so that we just trade each other. Like yeah, remember we, like, we trade each other out, like supplies. We're trading people in Sim City, man. We're trading wood, um, metal, yeah, metal. Okay plastic and then the, all that stuff. it all ended we were like we were just going like this for a bit and then it all ended <laughs> and then we just damn, stopped one day we just ran the wood just it was because it was because <laughs> my uh it was because it wouldn't update because we all figured out a way dude that was when i figured out how to download freaking games on our things using the self-service oh impact. oh it was after yeah it wouldn't uh, update on yeah i remember those are good times i figured out how to like i figured out how to download stuff because like you pause the download and you that thing with self-service yeah. I figured dude, it out in that case day. in that case you were my downfall completely for every class bro as soon as i got <laughs> games on my ipad i, <laughs> I broke, the, gaming, I broke bro. the school well i guess i guess Niki, like nicolesh ready figured it out first <laughs> but of he didn't course. tell me what it was and then i figured it out like a oh, day like after he did and then like a couple people found out from that and it just it broke the school we broke the school bro, that's, it was actually like so bad after i like getting started getting games i listened to like a negative amount of dr basu's lecture bro i really just go in there and be like all right i just had my lunch it's game time now and i'd run that car racing game for like an hour and a half or like sleep half the time dude i know all of us slept a good amount in that class no i it couldn't was i was in the front dark. row bro oh yeah, yeah. I, I was in the front, front i couldn't yourself. do anything the, the one thing was that because it was third block right after lunch for us you eat like and it was dark <laughs> and it was dark and it was in dark too. yeah Ooh. but but I'd always like, I remember one time she called me out because I was like, my head was nodding. And oh, I, I remember that. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, do you want to go take a walk? Yeah. Dude, was, she called me lack in that she, day. She honestly, I don't think she would have cared if one of us and like C would have fell asleep. Like, you know, she wanted to us, like no, slowly no, like drift off. She would just say, hey, like, what's going on? You didn't sleep? Like, no, no, like no she like, told us, she told us something. She's like, she's like straight up she's like i care more about this she's not i care but like <laughs> i, she, I, care I, more about I she definitely did because two, one <laughs> she knows you guys cared more and number two you you guys met with her every single day so you guys were closer with her see that's and, the thing like 
I feel like I wish I had taken C for that reason yeah. because yeah, I did care about physics. Like I wasn't bullshitting that class. Like I no, but then she it. also knew like we had kids like Divi who just handed it in like two two minutes into the test or like no no no, no, no that, that was the, that was Lucas wasn't it? Lucas Lucas submitted it two Lucas. minutes in he just couldn't do anything and he just submitted it and was like oh, I'll take the fifty that was the, so funny yeah, yeah. yeah. and then she just like that's this why is she took away your retakes right yeah no 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 she didn't take did she take it away no she said eventually she did. No, she didn't take it away. She was just like, no, she didn't. You guys, she's like, she's like, you guys can't skip a test and expect a retake. You guys have yeah, to. Do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I'm like, sure, if she came more strict. And like towards the end, she said she's only doing retakes for C now. Like towards the end of the year. I don't remember. No, 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 no. no, no. I don't we, think we so. Oh, okay. She was just really strict on like when you. I would have known because my grade would have tanked if that happened. So <laughs> I, I know that didn't happen. But <laughs> yeah, I ended with like a ninety-three or four in that class too. I wish I had just taken C. All right, like, great. We, we get it. We get it. You're good at physics. We get it. Okay, it's not I was, even that. I was one off a of 90, bro. I ended with an 89 in that class. Oh, damn. Unfortunately. Dude, it was just a, it was, I just remember, like, every day, I'd see the whole C line, like, pull up right after us, like, in the hallway. <laughs> I was like, damn. I really don't want to go to math. <laughs> Could have been us, day. man. Could have been us. <laughs> Wait, it was actually, no, actually, I was, like, so intrigued by your class because I remember one day I was taking my retake of my test in during your class presentation. <laughs> yes, yeah, And yeah. rather oh, than, oh. like, paying attention <laughs> to my test, dude, I could swear Ari caught me lacking, like, a million times. Like, I'd just be, like, staring and just, like, watching and, like, <laughs> like having fun with them. And, like, I'd have my, I'd have my like, four-page test, like, right yeah. in front of me with, like, two problems done. And then, like, I see the time, like, oh, shit, I still got, like, three problems left to do. But I'm still just so intrigued by what they're doing, bro. That class looked like so much fun. Our yeah. class was, like, anti-fun, bro. Except that one project. That one project that we the did. Roller coaster the roller Rude Goldberg. That was, Goldberg. The Rude Goldberg. And that was, was good. Yeah, Our machine project. was oh. next level. And, of course, I came up with, like, the best name for it, right? So, you know how Something in the Rude the Goldberg machine, right? How it's, like, called a bonk, right? Each step is a bonk, like, when yeah. it hits something. Yeah. So we used like, did you, did she ever show you like the flying cow thing that she has? Did you guys ever use no. those? Flying cow? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. When we learned about like uh, pendulums on. and like, like circular motion or something, we like talked about like a flying cow problem. And she showed us that she has an actual flying cow that she used to use, but is broken now. So that became like the mascot of the class. So we took uh, that and used that as like a pendulum to like, as like the thing to hit into stuff. So we called it cowabanka. Nice, nice. That was the Ari joke for the week, guys. That was, that's <laughs> a, that was an impromptu Ari <laughs> joke for the week. What a beautiful Dude. joke! He, and you knew he, you knew he had that punchline waiting. He was just trying to think of a. No, no, no. That's that's generally what we named it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rishi, I didn't think of it on group, the spot. Right? She just asked us, "What's yeah?" The it was me, <laughs> you, and Ishan. No, was it you? No, me, no, no. It was no, me Prem, and Roj. I was with Roj. Yeah, I was with yeah, Roj. Oh, it was me, you, and Prem. No, no, not Prem Y. Was it Prem Y? It, it probably was, actually. It might have been Prem Y. Dude, I haven't talked to Prem Y in a minute. Yeah. Shout out Prem Y, bro. Yeah, Prem y. Oh, yeah, anyways. The, the, or was it Divi? No, was it Divi? No, Divi, Divi was, was in our group. I'm pretty Divi sure. Was with my, no, Divi was with mine. Oh, no, no. no who's who's oh, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was mine. Oh, so, I don't even know, dude. Wait, so was it just you and me? No, I don't know. It was me, Roach, and someone else, but that other person didn't really do anything. Uh, I remember Ishan was with Ian and Zizer. Okay, so who was I don't know. Those, Whoever or? I think it was Prem Y, maybe. But dude, one of our things was like, you know how like in the high school, like the the ceiling lights were like bars that were hanging. Yeah. The there was like two wires, but we basically took rope and we made it so there was a heavy like object. It was like a one kilogram mass on one side, and on the other side was a domino or something similar to a domino. I forget. It was, was a domino. So then once a domino fell, the weight would go down. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The domino knocked the weight over this edge of the table. Yeah. And then the, it would like, it would literally just be like a, like a pulley and it, the weight would pull up and then something would come up on this side and it knocked something else over. It was just oh. so cool. Like, oh, that's sick. We use that circuit board. You guys remember like the, like the, like the snap yeah, yeah. circuit board? Oh yeah. We, we use snap. Yeah. No, we use a, we use a rat yeah. trap for ours. Oh, oh, that's cool. that. and, and then and then kept, like yeah it, no it shot up and then the needle would poke at the balloon and the balloon popped mm. oh, well i mean sick. well i mean we use yeah. lightning mcqueen so yeah oh, you, oh, you use lightning mcqueen you win ka-chow 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 bro he's at the top of that riz list bro he's the top of that riz list you guys you guys did my man about g dirty man i don't know about that man i'm still i'm still holding by our our list i'm holding i'm okay with the what we do yeah Ari, Ari, can you recreate that Baoji risk for me? And maybe I'll change my mind. 
Dum dun 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 da 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 do 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 Oh god do da 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 Today's been a crazy day though, right? Especially for sports. The day we're recording this, we've had so much news come out with quarterbacks, right? So first off, this morning we wake up, Derek Carr to the Saints. Yeah, who told you that? Um, Woj. Yeah. Woj? Woj is basketball. Basketball, dumbass. yeah. Uh, Rappaport, man. Ian Rappaport came through. <laughs> Rappaport. <laughs> Bruh, nah, they all know it's me because I'm the one who gives them the insider information. I got my sources in the league, you know. Let's be I've real. Been cultivating it for the last 18 years. Recently, Sai's been uh, releasing You've been slacking, man. You. You've been yeah. slacking. You no, bro. Slacking. No. Dude, don't know. Sai gave it up to me, bro. After that Daniel Jones hey, debate, he's like, yeah, he's like, yo, you got it. So that shit's mine. I'm okay, well, let's talk about this trade though, because this is kind of a big blockbuster trade. trade. It wasn't a trade. It wasn't a trade. Oh, sorry. He got he, he got picked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But he agreed to deal with that. But dude, this offense is kind of like nasty now. I can't yeah. even lie. This is a scary I, offense. But he's just getting so. paid a lot. Okay, fine. Think about this. You have Derek Carr, you have okay. Alan Kamara. Okay. Yeah. You have Chris Olave, yeah, which is the promising rookie. Yeah. You still have and Michael Thomas. That's so, but that's mm. that's an interesting one. That's an interesting it, it, it is an, it's like an FE. No, can we can we talk about bro, this for Chris a second? And Michael Tom, if Michael Thomas is your wide receiver, oh, Michael too, Thomas, you're doing really we, well. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so, yeah, let, yeah, let's yeah. talk about this for a second. What happened to this guy, bro? What injuries? Happened? No, but there, no, it's something more. It's you don't just get sidelined for two to three years because like he was put every year he posts that cryptic stuff like the team's not letting me play or I've I don't have tr- I have trust issues with the team with the trainers with the strength and conditioning oh, coaches bro we're gonna and, end up with another A B in like two and, years now, and Keyshawn, Wait, no, that's... Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson right who's on ESPN is his uncle and he always talks about stuff with Michael Thomas about how like there's there's a video of him just talking about how. You know, there's stuff that the team does, there's stuff that he does. It gets misconstrued in the media. And so we don't know what's happening, but he's kind of, he's taken the bag for the last two years without really producing. It really has. So, but the thing is, the thing is, in the NFL, there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes, which we yeah. don't really know about. Because I saw this, I saw this Twitter post the other day, and this is Ravens Well, you guys player. don't, you know, I have my sources, but. Yeah. Right, right, right. Sure. But I saw this, I saw this Ravens player tweet about like his, oh, yeah. his issues with the Ravens front office. Rashad like, Bateman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, someone else. Because he had the same injury as Lamar when Lamar had that knee injury. Was it Rashad Bateman? I don't think it was Rashad. No, no, no. Never mind. No, right. This guy had the same knee injury as Lamar, but since he wasn't as much of a uh, quality player, so to say, or their top-notch players, they like they gave him like less attention. And so basically, what happened is he got that same injury, and then they made him pr- practice three days after he got that injury because they obviously don't care. So they probably just they probably just did a little. Yeah. And then sent him off. Oh, and then- I know what you're talking about. Byron Jones for the Miami Dolphins. He was talking about how he can't run and jump anymore because of all the injections that the team gave him. Maybe is that no, not only on? injections, not only injections. It's so the problem is between like 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 there's a lot of discrepancies between the front office and like the coaching staff. So apparently, like the front office didn't like the weight trainers, and like the weight trainers didn't like the head coaching staff, and so like and so like they wouldn't have any communication, which would lead to just like the players pushing themselves past the past the limits. So when like a player gets in, like injured, like there's so much more like psychologically than what happens to them physically so like when yeah. they get injured it's hard to come back from you know pretty large injuries if you don't know the right people behind you but yeah but knows? going back to the Derek Carr situation right that that's one but now that opens up to Jets who are they gonna get yeah, also this, we have Gino has big we have we have Geno Smith again like Ari said with news he got a three-year 105 million dollar deal so what does that hold in store for the QB market with Daniel Jones? Because Daniel Jones didn't play as good as Gino. So yeah. that all all this stuff is up in there. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I, I'm most interested in the Jets, man. I, I genuinely believe if Jets get like if Jets can get Aaron Rodgers, they are a very dangerous team. I'm telling you right now, man. They Brees Hall is going to be back next year. Their defense is one of the best. You could make an argument that it is the best in the league. Okay. Okay. Let's, you're gonna tell me you're them. gonna tell me Jets defense is not on one of the best them. in the league. One of the best in the league. You're gonna tell me it's not. Uh, I'll put them at top ten merely because of their secondary. Top ten. I top dare you to name nine, ten, nine teams that are better than them. I dare you to name top five, bro. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's let's go through this. 
So oh, he, oh, he thinks the Patriots are better. That's funny. That's funny. No, 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 no. Patriots defense I can accept as being um, better than them this year. Yes. Yeah. But but you can't act like they're infinitely better. It's pretty close. The Jets defense is insane this year. Okay, fine. Especially Let's considering go. how shit their offense is and that the fact that their defense is probably on the field a lot more. Okay, fine. You know what? I put him at like six. If I'd go, so there's San Francisco, there's okay. Philly, there's yeah. Dallas, there's New England, there's yeah. Denver. And then I put the Jets. No, I put them above Broncos. I put them above Broncos. I want to dude, 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 dude. The Broncos oh, defense bro. held every team to a very, yeah. low, very, no. very low amount of points. Bro, it's just the, the offense could not cope up. The Broncos, if the Broncos the wait, one second, one second. If the Broncos were winning games, if Russell Wilson was clutching up, if they had like the eleven and five predicted record, or whatever they had, this would be a completely different story, and they'd be ranking the Broncos above the Jets. It's just because but, the Broncos offense was not producing. The Jets. I mean, a, the Broncos defense got like. Overshadowed. It's the same. The Jets is the same way though. Broncos yeah. and Jets had a similar predicament. I would put the Patriots below them. I'd put the um, Philly. What was the other team you said? De- uh, Cowboys. I put them below them too. I put I put them below them too. I put them as a top four defense for sure. I think I, I they have. Agree. I would agree. The Jets defense was insane this year, especially considering what they were doing offensively. Like they also have a lot of free agents, though. Remember that they have a lot of free agents that are they're going out the season. What is it? They also um, have a lot of cap, but they had like, they, they also had, their team is very young though because like think about how many people they like got this last draft. They had a perfect draft. What do you think about it? Bro, but they Bruce might lose Hall Quincy Williams. Insane. Bruce Hall, Bruce Hall is, is insane. Amazing. And who's the wide receiver they got? Um, um. Oh, G- Garrett Wilson. Garrett yeah, Wilson, dude. And they have Elijah give, Moore. If they have you Elijah give Moore Elijah well. Moore and Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, bro, yeah, I'm telling that's you, that's a dangerous team next year. It sucks that's that a they're divisional in a round. Tough, they're that's in a very tough round. division. They're in a very tough division. That's gonna hurt them. <laughs> Rishi's yeah. like very like Patriots centric. He's very like. I don't <laughs> that want division to is gonna be so fun to watch next year because I'm just saying, right? The fact that the Jets passed up on Derek Carr makes me think that they are confident about Aaron Rodgers because Derek Carr said he was leaning towards the Jets. Yeah. So the fact that the Jets didn't pull the trigger on Carr means that they must have a very good feeling that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Because obviously if you're going to go between the two, you're picking Aaron Rodgers, you know, every day of the week. I don't care. I don't care how bad he played last season. You're picking Aaron Rodgers. But you cannot afford to get no one. And right, uh, that's the problem. The, so yeah. the fact that they didn't pull the trigger on Carr when Carr is a risk said that he wanted to play for, he said that he was leaning towards the Jets shows that they must be confident in getting. They have to. Rodgers. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah. You know. So I'm just saying, it, P- Packers are my second favorite team. I love Same. Aaron Rodgers. I Same. love watching the Packers. So it's gonna be sad to see him leave. Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite player. It, it's gonna suck, but it, I think he'll do really well in the Jets. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you guys think about Daniel Jones's market now? Because he's a dumbass, man, thinking that he deserves that much money. But my thing, but my here's the thing, right? This is what I think. I'm saying it's the Q, he thinks he can't reset the QB market, right? He should. I think his value is around 35 million. Okay, in this in this QB market, right? And we have to think about signing Saquon as well, because yeah. we can't tag two people. We can only yeah, tag we one. We can't afford. And it. they're they're obviously going to tag Daniel Jones because he's a fucking quarterback. So what are we going to do for the running back? Like we need Sa- Saquon is our offense. Come Daniel on, Jones- man. We got the go at running back, Gary Brightwell. Man, I don't know what oh you're talking God. about, bro. Oh my God. But I have a guys, feeling. Rid of Saquon, man. <laughs> I have a feeling that they might let Saquon go. I, I think like so. And I don't this like is what that, pisses but... me off, man. Like I've been saying, like they should have traded Saquon when they had the chance because they, sh- they know they, they can't re-sign him. Yeah, we did good last year, and uh, we have. He's we not have done asking for Saquon. so much. He's not asking, well, asking for a lot. What's he asking for? Fourteen million. What per year? Twenty mil. No, he's not asking for twenty. He is not. He himself said he said he doesn't want to reset the market. What is whatever McCaffrey's making? He's he wants to make that much, which is fair. Which is fair. Yeah. That is fair. That's it. It, it makes but, sense for him to want to ask for the top level. He, he's, he, not, he's not. He clearly he's not, is. Like, Daniel Jones is being so much more unreasonable than Saquon no, Barkley. 100%. Like, it's crazy. But that's also because he's playing off the fact that the Giants desperately need a quarterback. And they don't but have the draft pick to draft one. They, he, they, has to have the, they know he, he, he has to have the Tom Brady mentality where you got to sacrifice a little bit so that your, your other players not. can eat. Because they know they can't win. They're no, not going to win bro, even if Daniel Jones. Barely. Daniel Jones is productivity is directly correlated with Saquon Barkley's efficiency. 100%. Yeah. So it's it's in his own best interest to have both. To have both. I, I think, I think I, they complement each other very well, but I think he's really grown his pocket presence a lot. Like when he's like, he, he's a good pocket passer now. Like even outside of the pocket, yeah, he's throwing know, some but, nice throws. 
It's also the pockets better. <laughs> like it's not just pockets you know. better, dude. Okay, fine. You give Daniel Jones better receivers, then the offense will be more surrounded need, around man. throwing, right? Because the only reason it was around, it was centered around like the running back, is because that's their only player that they have. I mean, who's who's that? Who's Isaiah Hodgins is emerging as a good wide receiver. Right. Too. He has got a good <laughs> wide receiver one, dude. I think he's pretty talented. He is, but the fact that I think that's our talented. wide receiver one, the most giant I'm saying, wide receiver one possible straight out the footlocker, man. Like I'm telling you, fuck Kenny Galladay, fuck Kenny Galladay. He oh, was the biggest miss. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Hey, you know what? You know what? Biggest miss. When we needed him most, <laughs> when we needed him most, he came through with the tackle. When we oh needed God. him most, man. this guy wasted. I honestly was so happy when we got him, and he turned out to be the biggest disappointment. Dude, I was so of happy. Seventy-two million I've oh ever seen. God. That might that might have that might have been that might have been a worse deal than Brock Osweiler's seventy-four million dollars from the Texans. Like <laughs> that was so bad of oh a contract. Oh my god, I forgot about that. that. It was <laughs> it was terrible. That deal was horrible, and I don't think he's getting another deal. Uh, to be honest with you, maybe a minimum, a veterans minimum, but that's about it. I think he's got. I think no, this new done. guy, he's done. This new guy, Quinton Quinton Johnston from TCU. If we draft him in the first round. This guy's a bona fide starter. Reminds me of Chris Olave. Reminds me of Odell Beckham Jr. with his explosiveness. This guy is the real deal. He will be our wide receiver number one. He got the size, the weight, the speed, the elusiveness, the explosiveness. He is meant for New York City, guys. I'm telling you right now. Bro, that was that the name. most beautiful set of words I've heard in a minute. Yeah. Dude, Dude I just... I'm not very fond of this year's wide receiver class coming out of college, bro. I just, I think like if there's, if there's any, like, if I were to choose like two people who I think will succeed, it would probably be like a Jackson Smith from Ohio State and then Jordan Addison from USC. Those are two guys also putting up good combine stats as well. Quinton Johnson, I. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you like watch his film, Quinton Johnson is like, what? No, God, what are you just repeated. You just repeated UIC. <laughs> I mean, okay, I think from like a like a size and speed <laughs> no, perspective. What? What's going on? Just continue, continue. Right, go, go. I'm just saying, I don't think he's able to get separation well. I think if he improves improves his releases, and he also drops the ball a lot. Remember that, dude. Oh, he God. gets has a lot have of another drops. Evan Ingram, bro. You can't, dude. Evan Ingram got hey, bro, not, not tag, anymore, bro. man. You got franchise. Oh, Everybody what leaves happened? the Giants and they start doing well. <laughs> Like, dude, the Jags are so scary, bro. I'm so happy about that, though. I'm really excited to see that team. They're so scary, bro. They, what are they? The franchise is so stacked. The NFC is like so bad compared to them now. All the quarterbacks left. That's yeah, dude. And then imagine Aaron Rodgers also goes to the AFC. Like, oh my god, that is literally that is literally Jalen Hurts's conference. Yeah, like who else do they have? They have nobody. Unless the Niners re-signed Jimmy G. No, or Jimmy G is no, not, Jimmy no, Jimmy G's G's not, not coming back. Bro, but, but they, they, will, they will not let Jimmy G come back. after Just as like a statement, they won't let him come back. Sitting or there, Brock like Purdy. when your team's losing and you're smiling on the sidelines, they won't bring him back. No. Brock Purdy, I feel like, like a respect thing. Yeah, you can't do that. Fair enough. I th- what, do you, what do you guys think he'll go to, though? I feel like he might go to the That's Titans, the thing. He's, to be honest. He needs to be picked up by someone because he is too good to be on a bench. Same with Daniel Jones. Like, Daniel Jones deserves his flowers for how good he played this year. Like, he actually – he's one of the best mobile QBs right now. Obviously not at the level of, like, uh, Lamar Jackson. But, come on, you have to admit, like, with the O-line we have, he did really well. And so he know. does deserve to get paid – which is not that much, and we can't afford listen. to pay him that much. But he's, someone, he's, if, if the Giants don't pay him, someone will. I do believe that. That's fine. I think I don't. I don't think he's be going screwed. anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's just trying to like, like, like overshoot his like his yeah. estimate just to see if yeah. he can possibly get any more money. He's saying he's he's staying in New York. He is he, a Giants he, quarterback. You know. Look at him. Yeah. He is a Giants. Oh, quarterback. Yeah. He's There's like no Manning denying too, it. You know. yeah. Except Eli Manning can run this time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bro, remember when, thing, like towards the end of his career, the like two times Eli would run the ball, everyone would get so hyped. Like, yeah, that's the same with Brady, bro. Every time <laughs> Brady would run, I'd be like, "Oh my god, bro! Call this man Lamar Jackson out here because he got the wheels." I miss the thing, good old days, though. One thing that I saw like this weekend, this past weekend was the combine, right? And you guys, I don't know if you guys saw, but on Thursday or Friday, this one player from Georgia, the number one projected number one overall pick, Jalen Carter, um was had an arrest warrant out because yeah. of his um b- because of his um like 
So basically what happened was this one guy got murdered and they were it went through a crash, right? Like one of the Georgia players. And he was seen on camera racing with the trainer. And that's with the same car, which means that he's apparently the one who did the crash, right? And this goes to a bigger picture because we just saw with John Morant yesterday, today, right? All this stuff that's going on with players who are ruining their futures over trying to act hood or doing stupid shit, right? And my whole thing is like, especially John Morant, right? This guy signed a five-year, $230 million contract. He signed a five-year, $230 million contract. And he comes from a nice family. He was not born in the hood. He was born in a nice suburban house, whatever. And he's he thinks, you know, hanging with the wrong crew, hanging with the wrong company, he believes that, you know, he's being a real one or he's trying to be gangster. And I'm, everyone's like, for what purpose, right? You People work their asses off, whether that's like playing sports or labor or whatever it, it might be to get out of the hood, right? And he's trying to act like he's part of it. And that's what's getting him in this trouble, right? And there's players like Carmelo Anthony, Allen Iverson, who've been through this. They've been through it when they're at a young age, they're hanging with the wrong company. And the NBA knows this. They have ex-FBI agents, ex-CIA agents who are constantly looking at what their players do because at the end of the day, these players are their investments. And all they do is look at them and see what they're doing all day, whether they're able, what like, are they smoking? Are they drinking? Who are they hanging out with? Are they selling drugs? Are they doing this, right? Because people in these hoods, right? As Stephen A said today, people in these hoods, would do anything to protect the $100 they have. Imagine what NBA is going to do to protect the multi-billion dollar industry that they are, right? These people do not realize that they're watching them at every footstep. And people like John Moran, who might be the face of the league with Zion Williamson in the future, right? Look at LeBron. Look at Curry. Have they ever gotten in trouble? No, Kevin Durant. They don't get in trouble because they know they're the marquee. They're the face of the league. When John Moran, he just got the Nike just cut their ties with Kyrie and started it with John Morant. That could go away like this, right? Powerade last week had shot a commercial with T Morant, which is his father and him, right? And yeah, he's getting help, which is good. But dude, going to the Pacers uh, stadium and having a laser beam, right? Beating up a 17 year old kid over a basketball. And then this waving a gun over Instagram live. Like, is this really what you want to do to sacrifice $230 million? I have never seen a gun cost more in my life than I have that John Morant's holding right now. Like, I don't understand his thought process. And it pisses me off because I know I'm not in this position where I come from nothing and I'm suddenly given $230 million. So I don't know how to act. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you got to think about the marathon, not the sprint. You're talking about $230 million that will change your kid's life, the kid's kid's life, right? And at some point, I'm like tired of people just wasting their futures over silliness. Um, wow. Today, you've been, coming in, with, you've been coming in with some crazy... <laughs> that was crazy... a real marathon, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm winded, man. Me... You know, you, know, I think it's... you know what I think it is? Yeah, you go, you go. You got it. I think it's just a product of culture. I mean... That marathon, then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. He, think, he's right. He's right, though. Yeah. I think it Loki is a product of culture and just like, obviously, okay, for music, for example, music, we like, we've discussed, I feel like we've discussed this before. It's obviously there's a lot of affiliation with, you know, like some, some artists in the music industry also have bad ties. So you create this culture that also, because they bring their personalities into like the music influence, is the same thing with sports and like in that aspect. So then what ends up happening is like, there's kind of like this, like, romanticizing of this like negative culture and it's just it just is what happens when you know there are people and it's not like it's their fault like the, people who come from bad areas are in that mindset and then they come to this you know the big leagues they're they're playing in the nba they're making big music and then it's just that's who they were before that's who they are now it's not like that's it's not like that's the issue but then because it becomes a part of a culture then people who weren't like that people who didn't come into the league you know from the hood people who didn't start making music from the hood also pull, are pulled into that culture and they become a part of that culture. And I think that's like that connection, that tie. And so like Morant wasn't like necessarily, his issue wasn't, I don't think like he wanted to drop $230 million. It was that, you know, it was, he was just trying to like be a part of that culture. And it's like, when you're in that, you just want to like be a part of that culture and being a part of that culture is that negative aspect because it is somewhat affiliated with all these, you know, stuff.
You know, I think it is. I think like people expect them to like have like a certain demeanor. Like people expect them to be hard. And I feel like I feel like it happens like a, like like a lot with like a lot of different cultures. Like he's expected to act some way. Like he's expected to like walk some way. He's expected to like talk in like some different style. You know, like when he's around different people, he's expected to act different way. Like for example, like when I'm around like different like cultured people, like I talk a different way. Or like if I'm when I'm around you guys, I'll maybe like talk a different way to you guys. And I feel like the expectation of being black so to say maybe just got to him like we're like i feel like like in a society like black men are expected to be like i don't know like tough and like you know like that's like how do i how do i how do i say this without being like okay i, I, th disrespectful. I think yeah so I, th I think what you're trying to tie into nish's thing is it, it goes hand in hand with culture because a lot of ties with that culture like we see in hip-hop is associated with this kind of like negative image right which is obviously a bad thing because it's not true for the average black man right and so it puts a negative image on the black community and so what i think also shannon sharp was pissed off about because of this is because john morant's trying to put this negative image onto the black community by trying to act hood and like gangster yeah. waving a gun in the air when he's not even like that and so and the same thing is true in music where a lot of people who aren't actually who don't actually go through that struggle want to promote that kind of lifestyle and i'm not saying in music you should stop talking about the things that happen in your life because if it happened you should talk about it but don't talk about it and glorify it and make it seem like it was the best thing that ever happened to you you know and also then when you actually make it out and you have the money to actually make your turn your life around it for the better don't go back but i know it's easier said than done because that's still their that's still their people that's still their friends it's very hard to just turn away from those kind of things you know so it's a very hard thing to do but i i think nish's absolutely right like it's a cultural thing that um has unfortunately formed and so some people are driven to want to like match that cultural image when really that image is like harming the average person of that community and yeah. another thing i'd like to add is these people, like, out of an entourage or a friend group, if one person makes it, NBA, and NFL, anything, the rest of them are surrounded by him. So when they go out for dinner, the leader pays, right? The guy with the cash pays, the guy with the bag pays. And so when it's also in their best interest to protect the asset, which is the player, right? Because when you're making generational money, you're going to take care of the people around you. And so if they're putting him in a bad position, they're not only going to sacrifice the asset, they're going to sacrifice their own livelihood. So it, it goes against their own, like, like in best interest to like jeopardize him and jeopardize what he stands for. And again, like Nish said, culture, like there's still a long ways to go for equality, but the best way we could move forward is at least deterring the perception or stereotypes that a lot of people have for different cultures and truly being the best version of yourself because let's face it right when when we're not when like in society today if like again i watch Stephen a a lot so i'll quote him but he says like when a white person sneezes black people get pneumonia like it's to get half to get half of what you know the majority get you need to work twice as hard at least for the minority and so by projecting yourself against stereotypes and as a well-to-do person and understanding the position you are, this is why so many people love LeBron James, because he understands his position, he understands his marquee, he understands the influence he has. And so he uses that to his advantage to spread wealth, to help the people around him, aka um, Maverick Carter, right? All these different people in his high school, Rich Paul. So, you know, these people have to understand the position they're in and the influence that they have, right? And that's why a lot of people get mad at people like Kyrie Irving because he doesn't he sometimes doesn't understand and then says stupid stuff because of that or acts a certain way because of that. And so that's another thing you kind of have to keep in mind is you have to understand your position because what you do will influence other people and the next generation of people. Because when people see this, owners are going to be like, oh, now I don't want to pay young people the bag right for the people in line coming up for example like lamello ball or someone like that they'll be like oh what if he turns into john moran or what if he does something to sacrifice the product which is the nba yeah i mean i think i think at some point he has to realize he's not only holding an image for himself but he's holding an image for his community and like i feel like a lot of people would like love to have his life and would give up like everything to have the life that he has and he's just throwing it away just because 
you know he thinks it's cool or whatever yeah he, he doesn't understand how lucky of a position he's in who no. like we could no matter how hard we work in our life we're not touching that level of money you know and the same is true for i'm sure for a lot of people he grew up with every person around him in that. his life is not Right. You're gonna it's, make 230 million dollars in one year, or not one year? Not in one make, year. You're gonna make okay, 230. Regardless, like people. I think in general, people underestimate how much luck goes into becoming wealthy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like that grind will help you, of course. I everyone agrees that grind will help. Everyone you. needs some Be, level of like, luck. Yeah, there. But once you get to a certain level, like, like as smart as like, for example, Bill Gates was, like, there was luck that played into him becoming who he was. Or 100%. same with Warren Buffett. Same with all these big figures, like anyone who you think is a heavy hitter in finance in in music in in uh sports yes they tech. were yeah cs tech whatever it may be whatever the industry is part of it was luck you know if if mark zuckerberg didn't make facebook the time he made it if he made it a year later it might not have been the thing it was and so even though like obviously people get you can grind as hard as you want and you'll make you know that first part that first part of like your wealth will be from that grind you know that first million that first million that first like two million but then after that you're not going to make 230 million just because you grinded it out part of it is luck and he realized he needs to realize that like you know he came wherever he came from doesn't matter he i mean obviously he didn't come from what he's acting like but he needs to realize that luck that he had to get into the place into the position he's in like he shouldn't just be messing around with that toying around with what he has right now it's also a waste of influence i feel like when you come from a community that is often like underrepresented and often mis like portrayed portrayed in a negative way it's you should have that like i don't know if i think i feel like if i was in this position i would want to put up a better image for my community you know yeah. like there's so many negatives and like stereotypes and bad things portrayed against the black community which are just not true for the average black man and so when you get that much influence you should you should want to show people that this stuff isn't true so that you can actually have some sort of impact because very few people get the chance to have the level of influence as these famous like players and like artists i think i think part of it is the same thing like kobe i, I remember kobe used to say because i mean kobe wasn't also from like he was somewhat yeah, wealthy suburbs and so yeah. yeah suburbs and everything like he wasn't broke when he came in it, it's hard to find that street cred because a lot of the people who come from like the bottom when they get up there it becomes like a circle it's like you know we made it up here and so if you're coming from a wealthy place like you know in the nba he may not have had the same street cred some of the other players might have who are who might actually be from worse places and so then it, it ties back into that culture thing we we're talking about where if i act hard if i act hood then i come back and i'm now a part of these people who were originally like this but it's not really like that it's obviously you might not you might lack some street credit first but it's you being who you are being that good influence yeah. changing the perspective and, and you're the whole street cred thing shouldn't matter man it like, really should not yeah what does it matter man you I mean, you are making millions of dollars a year i don't care about your street cred you're yeah, living in a thing. giant mansion i don't care about your street cred like and no one else should either the like, same way it brought up Kobe, like Kobe was, he had that I'm same not, issue, but he, not he didn't, wasn't like that. I'm not disagreeing with you guys, but I would pose this question, right? Street cred, whether that be within the league or outside the league, ultimately makes up your legacy. Dude, street cred is is basically what people have when they're in that situation. I mean, they're basically using it to stay alive. Because if people don't like you in a certain like bad situation, you're first one to go. But if you, you know, if yeah. you're liked by the people around you, if you have like like good like acquaintances around you, or if you have quote unquote street cred, then you know, you'll be like lightly touched upon. And I feel like I don't know, he needs to realize that like that's not what matters the most, because I'm sure. I'm sure John Moran is probably one of the most like watched like NBA superstar He's on all like social media yeah. platforms. And he could, every, like Perm was saying, be the face of the league eventually. Yeah, like literally, yeah. He probably already is, bro. And every kid's like, oh my God, I want to dunk like John Moran. I want to make these flashy plays like John Moran. And now they see him doing this and they're like, oh, well, you know, I looked up to this guy. You know, I thought he was going to be like an amazing player. And now like his life's going downhill. And like now we don't know what's going to happen with John Moran. You know, he hasn't been back to the team. We don't know if he's going to go back to the team now. And then so. eventually it's going to be like, we look at Josh Gordon, right? One of the most talented wide receivers who's ever played this game. And he, you could see the talent as he walks on the field. And he had, he, he mentioned in a documentary, he had a, you know, marijuana issue. First time he went into rehab, he did it for public publicity purposes. Didn't even want to actually get better. Second time he did it because he had no choice or he was, they were going to kick him out of the league. Ultimately got kicked out of the league, came back in, 
then got kicked out again, now plays in the XFL and putting up amazing numbers, but no one cares. He's probably not making um, the amount of money he's lost in the league or by not being in the league is insane. And he it probably would have changed his life forever. And now, you know, even I, even though I, I do think before, that's very different, though. Yeah, I, I'm kind of going back to what you were saying. I'm just saying with, the, the general concept. I, I was going back to what you were going to say with you're saying like street cred makes your legacy. I somewhat will disagree with that. I think that like that was just a question. I'm not saying oh, 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 okay, one yeah. or the other. I do not yeah. think it does. I don't think street okay. cred makes your legacy. But okay. I think at the end of the day, it's when you look at people who are from the same position as John Morant, like he, you know, he didn't come from the hood. He came from a wealthy, somewhat wealthy family. Like, you know, they, they weren't struggling or anything. Same way Kobe did. But look at the way Kobe's legacy is. Kobe came from what I would say is like very similar. I mean, I don't know if you guys might disagree with me, but very similar to what John Morant came from. And like, he's one of the people that everyone looks at and is like, regardless of who you like in basketball, everyone likes Kobe. Respects. Yeah. Everyone respects Kobe because of that, that image he made for himself. Even though he came from a wealthy place and whatnot, he still like proved to everyone that like his mentality, his, you know, Mamba mentality, that's, that's what it was. It was, it wasn't about the street credit. It wasn't about whatever. It wasn't about where he came from. It was his personality, his like endeavors and the way he worked in life. And I think the same thing is, is what John Morant should have been looking at, but instead he messed up and makes the mistakes he made. I mean, I mean, who knows? Hopefully he'll be able to look back on this if he does, you know, get out of this situation and, you know, get back on like the right track. And hopefully he'll look back at this and reflect and maybe like, you know, start to change and become like a better influence for the people that watch him and follow him. And then, you know, maybe he'll turn his life back around and get rid of this stupid idea that he has let's, to be a thug. Let's yeah. just say one, one thing is he never got arrested. No arrest warrants, no anything like that. There is a police investigation, but there he there's no like official record of him getting charged with anything. But with that being said, like perception matters, right? Especially at his position when you're trying to be a face of the league, right? That matters. Like all these things matter when it comes to, you know, you're trying to be the marquee, like I mentioned, you're trying to be the face. So I mean, if that's as what Prem said, it's that's basically it. Like, it's you know, at the end of the day, it's being the face of the league. He needs to know what is right for him. But uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So yeah, that was a great episode for this week. Hopefully, I'll see you guys next week. I mean, we all got spring break, but hopefully, we can work something out. And except we'll for uh, <laughs> except, except for me. actually except for Ari too. I mean, oh, me, yeah. the two of us at spring break. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's only half of us at spring break. But see you guys next week. Peace out. Great episode. Peace out.